up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 157. And today we are doing something that we're going to start calling a Pondercast. We have done many of these over the years, and we have changed the name almost every time we <laughs> yeah. have done these. Yeah, they Hawaii. all have different titles and series names. You can't decide on one. Oh, it's so. really bad. It's like, um, what was it? Pheno- Strange Phenomena. We did like a probably three parts, maybe four parts of Unexplained Phenomena. We but, started with Ponder Sesh. Yeah, but then we have like Ponder Potluck. and <laughs> We did have Potluck. Yep, Ponder that was Sesh. one time. So but now Janelle finally came up yeah, with the best name. I was going to say, name. give me credit where credit's due. Yeah, Come on. for sure. You get the credit here, definitely. She came up with Pondercast. I don't know. Good I feel shit. like it kind of vibes. I, it vibes for Not sure. Not too long. I'm into it. I'm into it. That's just a great title to kind of summarize everything. Because like today we just have uh, a bunch of different, super interesting topics that we're going to be covering uh, that are all kind of too short to really do a full episode on. Um, so we we're just like, oh, let's let's kind of put these all together, and you know that way there's a nice variety of different things. We've got yep. uh, an unexplained phenomenon. We've got some really mysterious places we're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. um, and then we also have some mile higher news we're going to be covering. Today. Higher news or higher news? Jesus, I can't keep track of all these. <laughs> we're things. trying to keep names. Higher news. We're I like having names for things. Higher it news. Just give me satisfaction with you know? Kendall and Josh. That's what you need. You need to make like an actual news segment. I can enter in and post. Be like. Yeah, we should put Joel on that. He should make us a little like breaking news. (laughs) Okay. That'd be good. I I feel that. And then you guys can tweet us with hashtag higher news if there are stories that you want to see us cover on the show. Because we've kind of been talking just amongst ourselves about, you know, kind of the format of the show. And for Mm -hmm. for a very long time, we would do these, we would call them intro topics most of the time, which is just cringe honestly but um it's not that bad no it's not that bad but it, <laughs> it's not that creative but yeah it's just like and, and well the main thing too is like a lot of you like to just jump right into you know especially yeah. if we're covering a true crime case i understand how it can be kind of like i came here for the case but yet mm-hmm. here you guys are talking about ufos aliens and you know the mummies that were uncovered <laughs> in egypt before yeah getting into like a serious true crime case and it's just not it's not for everybody or the majority yeah of people, I think, and so. you know we've played around with this a few times we tried to put it at the end of the show at one point and people didn't like that some people are very attached to the show though in the original format that we started with but we ultimately made the decision to not have them on certain episodes when it's important the topic is so big that it should be the main focus because oftentimes we're talking about really serious cases that are huge and they should be the main focus. And when we have other topics before, then it kind of gets lost in it sometimes or people won't watch because they want to know about that specific case. And I totally get as a viewer how the majority of people find it kind of annoying. But then we also know that a ton of our fans who have been watching since the beginning like our intro topic. So you're not, they're not going away. You're just not going to see them every single episode. Right. When there is higher news that's actually interesting that we don't feel like we're just scraping the yeah, internet. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's so, like yeah. there's not something crazy that happens every week. No. So we're like, Definitely okay, not. what's going to be in the intro topics? We're like, oh, I guess this. Yeah. There's only, you know, sometimes we're like, there's only so much we can say. Mm-hmm. And I'd know? rather give that time to the cases that we're covering, you know, in the beginning. So it's good for us. Hopefully you guys are cool with that. But we do have some good higher news today. These are really interesting topics, too. Yeah, definitely worth worthwhile talking about. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into those things. But I also wanted to say that this episode is brought to you by Upstart ExpressVPN Care of and Imperfect Foods as well as Function of Beauty. Also, just a reminder, we are having our 420 sale for Higher Love Wellness this week from April 20th 
420 to 422. We are doing 20% off site-wide, which is very exciting. If you've been wanting to try out our products, now is the time. Or if you just want to stock up. Yeah. Now's the time. <laughs> and for those of you that may not have checked out Higher Love Wellness yet or don't really know what CBD is or hemp and all that good stuff, there's tons of information on our website, but we're actually going to be one of our higher or one of our higher news topics today is revolving around hemp and cannabis. And we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the specifics behind it. But all of our products right now that are consumables do not have any THC in it. I think the number one question that we get is, mm-hmm. is this going to cause me to fail a drug test? Because mm-hmm. many of you live in states where cannabis isn't yet legalized. So you're worried about possibly, or you work in some type of you know industry where you're drug tested frequently or mm-hmm. you know just randomly out of the blue. With our products, you do not need to worry about failing a drug test because there is no THC um, in any of them except for the topical, which can't actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have any effect on your drug test whatsoever. So that's the great, good thing about it. And and all our lab results are on our website as well. If you want to look at them yourself and yeah. verify that. Also, we offer a wide range of products, everything from a topical salve to delicious gummies to CBD wax, which you don't really find that too often mm-hmm. out there. And we're very proud of our CBD wax because mm-hmm. it's really really good stuff i mean it's super effective for consuming cbd because you literally feel the effects pretty much instantly with yeah. it mm-hmm. um, and you consume that with our turp pen or dab pen uh, which there's more information about that on our website i'm obsessed with that thing i love it so much yeah yeah it really really works well so super convenient yeah i was gonna say it's really convenient you could literally carry it around with you in your purse yeah. with the wax right and right now we still aren't able to do the vape pens right now so this is a great alternative mm-hmm. to the vape pen because it kind of functions a lot like it which mm-hmm. is cool it's mm-hmm. portable you can take it anywhere you need to go yeah and yeah it's compact fits in your purse your pocket so mm-hmm. definitely check it out though higherlevelwellness.com again they'll be 20 percent off from april 20th to april 22nd we also are releasing we're doing a little 420 merch drop as well this this year yeah but it's really we kind of Focus more on accessories yes, this year. Accessories. Accessories this <laughs> accessories? year. Accessories. Yes. Because I don't know. We just we we kind of just wanted to try some different types of products out. Yes. And so we've got some cool stuff that I think you guys I was are going to bring like. the grinders down and show them, but I left them in the kitchen. Dang it. But they're cool. Put them on the screen. They look really good this year. I'm really happy with how they turned out. We have some new designs and completely new color palette for mm-hmm. them that we've never done before. So yeah, it's really cool. So that will be dropping on 420 as well. And then we also have a design, a really unique design, very cool, made by an artist. His name is Bowie. He is one of our subscribers to the podcast, and he made us this design. We kind of gave him the concept, and he made it so cool. So we're really excited about that. Those are going to be available on our website. That is milehiremerch.com on 420. Yep. All right. So our first higher news topic for today is regarding new ufo footage that has been leaked and kind of surfaced on the internet and this is very interesting because this is all going back to if you guys remember there is a basically an investigation going on with the pentagon where they have to basically compile all of the ufo evidence that they have you know in their possession Mm -hmm. and they have to write this report up that includes all this evidence that you know, what they've been studying in this Pentagon program they had going for a number of years. And all this has to be presented to Congress. And this is due in June. So in June, there's going to be a whole 
probably a whole release yeah. of a bunch of different pictures and video clips. You think they'll release it in June as yeah, well? Yeah, it's going to I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being a public it's going to go public for for everybody of what this Pentagon program was doing, the AATIP program, the Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program that's is what that stands for. So Two individuals, or really one individual, Jeremy Corbell, he is a documentary filmmaker. He actually did that Bob Lazar and Area yep. 51 documentary. Uh, he's done one on Skinwalker Ranch. He just kind of makes a lot of documentaries about this subject. Um, him and another guy named George Knapp, who we've talked about on the show before. He's a kind of a legendary investigative reporter uh, out of Las Vegas. Um, they had this footage leaked to them that shows a basic, it looks like a triangular UFO that they're saying is a basically a pyramid UFO in this clip. And this comes back from 2019. And this was captured by us Navy members off the coast of LA actually that spotted these pyramid shaped UFOs. They kind of look like Doritos flying. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they Holy do. Shit. <laughs> so the clip that you're watching right now is the clip that was taken by these us Navy members at night. So these are night vision goggles or camera that they're looking at this ufo through and you can clearly see that it's a triangular shape yeah. um definitely looks like a three-dimensional pyramid flying through the sky so on the flip side there's been a lot of skeptics they're saying oh this is just an airplane that an airplane at night looks like this but you can clearly see yeah. that the whole entire thing is illuminated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's flashing like an airplane would you know if you look at an airplane in the night sky it's kind of got the flashing lights on it but we've all seen airplanes in the sky and they don't move like this either. See yeah, how it's I like see moving how what they're trying to mm -hmm. say with the blinking of it. And that it's kind of the same pattern that airplanes normally blink in. But and then you, you see can the, see the clear lines on it. You right. See the edges like it's clearly a triangle. It's, it's, it's a Dorito. Yep. Mm -hmm. It looks perfectly symmetric. And it sounds like, you know, there's a little bit more information around this that this is it's actually pyramid in shape. It looks like a triangle shaped craft, but it's actually a pyramid that more more information that was leaked about this is that these are pyramid shaped UFOs. Mm -hmm. wow. So literally there can't tell from the video, but no, there's nothing that we know of that's made by humans on this planet. That is this type of pyramid shape that moves and flies in this type of uh, way. Well, it definitely makes you think back to, you know, just the whole theory of pyramids and aliens that connection you know is yeah. there something to that shape clearly there is seems like it and, i mean it pops up everywhere people think there's pyramids on mars i mean mm -hmm. this pyramid shape all over the earth yeah well it's because the way that energy flows through a pyramid you know if you look at the right you know the way that many people theorize that the pyramids are used for you know channeling electromagnetic energy in the way that it kind of goes up through it like mm -hmm. that and out the point is very interesting so it would make sense that if there was some type of advanced species out there or extraterrestrial race that they would take advantage of this mm -hmm. in order to pilot themselves around that's incredible thinking about a pyramid flying through space i know right like, how big is it it's pretty big i mean that's pretty big it's it's up there but what's in even makes this more exciting is that the pentagon has confirmed that this leaked footage because everybody's trying to debunk it right now. That's what happens in the UFO community. Yeah. Somebody breaks this like, mm -hmm. you know, cool footage that they say is authentic and then everybody tries to go and debunk it. Well, it's good. It's good method, right? Right. <laughs> Try to figure out what's real and what's not. That's a, I mean, you got to do that though. <laughs> yeah. 
But here's the thing is that a Pentagon spokesperson said that they can confirm that the reference photos, which we'll look at these photos here in a sec, and videos were taken by Navy personnel. Mm -hmm. And as we said before, to maintain operations security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, uh, the Department of Defense does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace. So they've identified all of these as UAPs, which is the new term. UFOs mm-hmm. kind of not even the term anymore. They're calling it unidentified aerial phenomena, right. uh, UAP. But UFO the Pentagon, is so much more fun. <laughs> I know, I know. But the Pentagon confirmed that that footage is legit from Navy members that captured it. And then these photos are taken by F-18 pilots, I believe. Mm-hmm. So pilots flying these fighter jets through the air at very, very... happen to see these things. Yeah, and take a look at these some of these pictures. So... This they're calling the sphere. And if you kind of zoom in on it, you can kind of see how it almost looks like some sort of transdimensional object to me. Yeah, it really does. The way that it's it like does a giant bubble. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't look like it's a solid, really. Mm-hmm. It looks almost like it's like a cloud, like a sphere shaped cloud or something. But it's so hard to tell from down here and especially from pictures. Yeah. This next uh, picture is of what they're calling the acorn uh, UFO. So this was this is just pilots that are flying around in the fighter jets and they're noticing these things up in the sky while they're flying at insane speeds and altitude. And these are just hanging out up there cruising around. Now, the thing with one of these, I believe, is this this type of acorn UFO, I believe, actually goes down into the water. So there's been a lot of reports of UAPs seen by Navy members where they're tracking it through the sky and then all of a sudden, these things will just dive into the ocean. Like, I didn't just, know that about the acorn dude, one. Dude, what yeah. the fuck? Aliens could have a literal base in the ocean that we don't even know about. <laughs> Holy shit. They probably do. <laughs> That's so crazy. So, I mean, we've explored such a small amount of the ocean. They yeah. probably do. Well, if they're, if they're able to think about it, I mean, it makes sense if they're able it's like to. like the cr- best place to go. Yeah, Seriously. Because yeah. they would have the technology and capability to create a base down there. Yeah. And create this like artificial gravity mm-hmm. and, and pressure down there that they could live yeah, in. Yeah, if they're space traveling, they could live yeah, under the ocean. Absolutely. Who knows how advanced they are? But the wow, amount of amount of UFOs seen going into the ocean and then re-emerging out of the ocean or being just objects being pulled out of the ocean is actually kind of crazy. And that's gonna be kind of the mm-hmm. I think the big reveal with the reports is that <laughs> not only so are we insane. seeing unidentified you know aerial phenomena in the sky but people on ships submarines are tracking unidentifiable objects that are cruising around under the sea i've heard of this type of stuff like people have sent me articles about that or like pictures or tiktoks or whatever but you know you never know with those types of things Mm -hmm. what if they're actually true but now to have this confirmed by the pentagon Uh, yeah they're then they're basically they've confirmed that all these photos that jeremy corbell leaked and george knapp leaked are all authentic images that were captured by military personnel it's very cool so i mean the implications of this are huge i think some so often i i think well you know if there's these aliens or whatever they are piloting these craft all over in the skies where are they going you know when they're done checking out what they're doing here like where do they go is there a mothership they're like flying back to are they just you know going back into the the fifth dimension and then traveling that way out of out of our sight where we can't see them or are some of these going down to a base that is on our planet 
It's just under the ocean where none of us can see it. They know where to hide. Yeah. And the best place to hide would be at the bottom of the definitely. ocean. Definitely. That would definitely would be the best place to hide. Because we have we've only been down there a few times. Like Yeah, and we don't invest much in our technology to explore the ocean more and we're very careless about our oceans. It like, would be yeah. That's when you think about it, it's like if they are if they have come to Earth, they're definitely they've got some type of base. It's either on the moon if that's or true. it's under the sea. But it would make sense for if they <laughs> wanted to observe us <laughs> on but, a daily basis yeah, that it, it would sounds be crazy, here. but yeah, it makes total sense. Well, uh, what I don't get is why haven't we done like like we've Google mapped the entire surface of the planet, satellite imaged it, but why can't we image the bottom of the ocean? That's so true. Why isn't there like an, an you know Google Maps ocean view where you can just get Seriously. snapshots of the entire ocean floor and you can see all the coral? Like how you cool think that'd be? be a worthwhile thing to yeah. invest in? Yeah. Why don't they have that? That's I mean, if we're odd. so worried about saving this planet, the the oceans, there's that whole new Netflix called yeah. uh, Seaspiracy. Oh, yeah. I haven't and seen that and that's basically if the ocean dies, we all die oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. is pretty much the premise of it. And why are we so focused on going off planet already? Mm-hmm. And yet our own planet's in jeopardy and the ocean specifically is in dire need of, you know, help mm-hmm. and you know, the people on the planet to do something about it, yet we're seemingly ignoring it. We're not what like why why go to space when we haven't ex, you know explored the entire space of our planet? Mm-hmm. That's my I guess what I'm getting at. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. I know a lot of people bring that up and I think I think the reason a lot of the reason that we don't look more into the ocean is because it's a good hiding space, possibly. You right. know, like is there I think there is a lot of secrets to the ocean. People don't realize you know, and there's probably I mean, a lot of people believe there's government facilities like off yeah. the coast of, you know, different like California. What was the name stuff. of that one base? Um, Damn. It's yeah. We, we've talked about a long time ago. Mm. It's the base off of the coast of California where people were looking on Google Maps and they saw this like kind of anomaly under the ocean. And, and it turns out to be just kind of like a giant uh, shelf of rock. Okay, so it's called Location, spelled L-O-W-E-Cation. It's about six miles off the coast of Malibu's Point Doom in California. And somebody on you know Google Earth noticed that there's it looks like an artificial structure under the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's got this huge flat top, but what's interesting, if you kind of dial in a little bit more, you can see what looks like pillars kind of holding up the, the structure. Yeah, when you um, look at it. Obviously, it's no most likely just a, you know, shelf of rock maybe but it could be built into because well what's also interesting about it is that there are tons of sightings across that coast in malibu of ufos and them going there's reports of them going underwater but people never knew if that is verifiable now these reports make that more likely as well right well i mean the the clips down there the clips are just go dive down there (laughs) figure it out i know i'm sure somebody has well, our team investigates <laughs> we got, we're the thing. ones to even fucking though we've figure it out dude we could get a before. netflix series josh's biggest fear is like sharks he ain't going around there i can't even go deeper than 10 feet without my ears like bleeding yeah, I was so. say, my head would pop before <laughs> i even got close to that well maybe we'll send one of you out there any scuba divers in the audience because we need to figure this out this is very interesting to me did you know the structure is also called sycamore knoll it's believed to be two and a half miles to three miles wide. Hmm. I mean, that's well, big. plenty of room for a bunch of craft to be stored. <laughs> Definitely. You can actually see it for yourself on Google Earth, which is cool. So we'll put the coordinates below if you want to look at it. But 
yeah, I mean, maybe there's some correlation between this unidentified structure off the coast of Malibu and some of these sightings and yeah. U.S. Navy members seeing mm-hmm. UFOs flying down into the water. And they've gone and tried to actually recover some of these. But when they go and search for wreckage, as you would expect to find from something crashing into the water <laughs> at high speed, there's nothing. Nope, It's just gone, seemingly bitch. disappeared. They went and parked in their underground yeah. lab. <laughs> their underground garage. God, what if there was just like a whole alien civilization under there, there literally could living be. with us and we had no idea. Maybe they've possible, been there the dude. entire time for all we know. There could be some, you know, Atlantis is down there and Maybe. just has the whole civilization going still. Maybe. There's just so many. I mean, I'm very excited about the future and I'm excited to see what comes out in June with this uh, report mm-hmm. because I think we're just getting so much closer to finding out, you know, kind of everything that at least the government knows about the UFO subject. And of course there's people out there that are like, Oh, don't believe what they're going to tell you. I don't think we're getting close to knowing everything. No, not everything. We're We're getting close to knowing more, knowing more at least about what, you know, our own government has seen, because, you know, Mm -hmm. if there's anybody that's seen shit, it's our own military, it's our own government. Mm -hmm. So at least being able to see a glimpse into what, what they know is going to only confirm, I think for people, the reality that we're not alone a lot of dots and with all these documentaries right, and right. podcasts people talking about this yeah i mean and make it all make a lot more sense it's gonna make it hard for people to deny the the phenomenon that there are these unidentified craft flying around we don't know what they are so very very interesting stuff it is but the next bit of news we have is regarding cannabis news there are some big big things that happened uh the past week yeah. or two it's been crazy with uh, marijuana legalization uh, actually new york new york virginia and new mexico all legalized recreational marijuana which is huge i mean new york has got one of the largest populations in the entire country and i think i think we're all you know all kind of waiting to see what's the tipping point statewide before the federal government just says you know what let's stop fucking around with this like donation wide I mean, the majority of the population in this country now has access to recreational marijuana. It's being regulated. It's, you know, it's going to help, you know, with all the people that are incarcerated for marijuana, you know, minor marijuana offenses that are going to be released because of this, Mm -hmm. have their records expunged. I mean, it's going to help the overall country drastically. Yes, helps so many people. I don't think, I know actually that the average person doesn't even know that we have this endocannabinoid system or it's cannabinoid cannabinoid yeah, yeah. yeah sorry we struggle with that in our bodies just as a regular system just as you would have a cardiovascular system right you know we have this built in and we have this plant that grows on our planet everyone should have access to this this should be you, know, you should be able to grow it in your backyard use it freely as much as you want and there's so many benefits be right. to it yeah i mean there's so many benefits so there's many so many studies that are and, and that's the big thing with it is like we all want more studies to be done. Obviously, we don't know everything about cannabis or what it could do for you, what types of ailments it can help with. But we do know, you know, from a very basic level that it helps with a lot of different things. Well, the endocannabinoid. Ca- cannabinoid. Help me. Can it, no. Cannabinoid. <laughs> cannabinoid. <laughs> let me try to get yeah. cannabinoid. Yeah. Endocannabinoid. Okay, well, the endocannabinoid system is connected to all of your other systems that regulate your sleep, your anxiety, all of that. Just the the ways that it can help you, I mean, it's unmatched. It really is. And we need way more research on it and need to get it in the hands of more people who have pain, who are suffering. Yeah. It can help. Oh, my gosh. Just endless, endless things. So it needs to happen. We're just behind, honestly. 
Yeah, I mean, and especially the the opiate crisis, fentanyl, all these super dangerous drugs right. that people are are as easier to get mm-hmm. than it is to get quality cannabis in a yeah. lot of these places. I've lost several family members to opioids. Like they're still with us, but they are. I've lost them. And thinking of how cannabis could have helped them if they had access to it, get off of opioids or harder stuff. It's like almost makes me want to cry thinking about it because it's just it's sad. It's just so un, it's so avoidable, and it's truly one of the biggest conspiracies in this country mm-hmm. that yeah. this was ever uh, made illegal. It is. It's just sad. And for a long time, I mean, a lot of uh, political leaders have been fighting for cannabis legalization. I mean, Bernie Sanders just is the first one that comes to mind, who's since the beginning of time has said we need to federally legalized cannabis and our current administration, you know, President Biden and mm. Harris, they're they're really not about the cannabis at not all. At I mean, all. they're I mean, Joe Biden was one of the ones that, you know, bought the whole narrative and helped pass the war on drugs, you know, back in the day and, you know, Kamala Harris, she was a prosecutor prosecuting people for for cannabis offenses. So, they're really not, you know, it doesn't sound like they're going to be the ones that really push this ahead. In fact, Chuck Schumer be, yeah, is Chuck, Chucky the shoe Chuck Schumer, coming through. Chucking the shoe. He says that we're going to have to just do it without Biden, without his approval. So I'm hoping now that New York is legalized that, you know, the Senate and the House are able to pass the legislation to just make this fairly legal. Well, the House already did back in December. They did. They mm-hmm. did. So we're waiting on the Senate essentially yeah. to well, now we have, to pass it. We have a majority finally. So, well, right. Dems do. So right. we can at least, you know, try and get this pushed through. Mhm. Because it, it's really going to, I mean, it's going to help a lot of things. It's going to help, you know, our our business, especially. I mean, to yeah, have it exciting. federally legal, it's going to make it, you know, right now, if you don't know, cannabis, marijuana is a schedule one drug. That's so it's fucking crazy. on the same level as heroin as being addictive and dangerous and is, it is what it's considered. Not. <laughs> so no, it's not. Fucking crazy. So this would be huge. I mean, it'd be huge to get this off of the, you know, schedule one drug list and off of the mm-hmm. controlled substances list altogether time. and available for people that want to use it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not for everybody or, you know, it's personal preference, but the cool yeah. thing, the cool thing about cannabis, and I think so many people in non-legal states don't realize is that there's so many ways to consume it. You know, like I think especially older folks, they grew up with this whole stereotype of like, you know, what a stoner is. And it's just, you know, people that, you know, smoke smoke the flower and you know it's a smelly thing but nowadays it's so there, there's so many different ways mm-hmm. to consume it that i mean we we go to the dispensaries all the time and and you get wide ranges of the types of people in there from soup you know elderly oh, people yeah. to you know moms pulling up in their vans after yeah their kids in yeah the back, people you know? in their work uniforms mm-hmm. like going and pick up picking up after and and it means treated no different than alcohol or any other type of substance so yeah it's it's going to be cool to see how this will change people's perspective of it, you know, if the stigma will kind of go away once it's legalized, because there's just so much misinformation and judgment stereotypes, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's really an amazing, beautiful plant that everyone should have access to. Yeah, and it's just going to make everything easier too, especially on the hemp CBD side. If this is federally legalized Definitely. and taken off of the controlled substances list, is that mm-hmm. we've also discovered, and this has kind of been the new craze, is delta 8 thc this has been like the big thing and already you know the dea and some of the law enforcement agencies are calling it cbd on crack is literally how they're on crack yeah cbd on crack because what does that even mean well it it, (laughs) 
I know. And that to to the average person, that sounds scary. So like, ridiculous. Who, I don't even know why you would say it's CBD on crack because it's it's not at all. But it's synthetic. It's synthesized. So it's it's just the atomic structures tweaked. It is tweaked like in a lab type environment. And I think that's why they're associating with crack. But it's derived. You can derive Delta eight from hemp. It's hemp derived. Right. So but the thing about it is, is because it's still thc even though it's just got one you know one molecule difference it is going to get looped in with delta 9 which is you know a controlled substance and it's going to be banned right now it's legal because right now there's this gray area that it falls under the farm bill and because it's derived from hemp therefore it's a hemp product and it can't be you know considered marijuana so it's not an illegal substance but the dea is already has a ruling against that and they're trying to get basically the government to enforce that so that they can go and shut down all of the companies that have now started selling Delta 8 THC products. And if you're not familiar with Delta 8 THC, it's basically people say it's a milder version of Delta 9 THC, which is in marijuana. Uh, I, I've taken Delta 8 before and it was just, it was definitely just like a chiller version of it. It's not quite as potent and psychoactive. Yeah, yeah, I've tried a Delta 8 uh, distillate cartridge before and mm. it definitely still gets you high, but it's very, it's definitely like a low key version of it. So I don't really understand how it equates to CBD on crack because that's very, yeah. very off. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Lots of things happening with the cannabis world as well. And we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens with all of it. With that being said, let's go on and get into some of our other Pondercast topics for today. Before we do, we want to take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Okay, it is time to spill the tea. The Celestial Seasonings Tea. (laughs) I'm sure most of you guys have heard of Celestial Seasonings. If you're into tea, you've definitely heard of them. Or seen at the grocery store, at least, passing by the tea section. Oh, yeah, dude. I grew up on Sleepy Time Tea as a kid. Love that shit. This is about the Sleepy Time Tea. (laughs) Yeah, this is. So this brand has been in business making teas for decades, and it is the largest manufacturer of tea in America because they sell over a billion cups of tea per year. Doesn't surprise me in the least bit. I know. They have millions of different blends. Millions. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it feels like that. We've always wanted to go up and see the... We haven't ever made it there. Is there a factory here? Yeah, in Fort Collins. I've been there once. Oh, you have? Yeah, it was awesome. What was it like? It was really cool. It was... You got to like walk through the whole factory. I remember the most being... There being a giant room filled with peppermint leaves. Oh, And it it was like where they started to make their peppermint tea. And it was literally a huge room just filled from top to bottom with peppermint and it like you walk in and immediately your sinuses are like like totally cleared out they're like if you have allergies or a cold like this will fix you right up walking into that room it smelled so good because it really does we have peppermint oil on our microphones actually because it kind of clears our sinuses helps with nausea Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's good stuff but yeah it was cool but some people believe that this company actually has a hidden agenda and this is very interesting i had never heard of this So the founders of Celestial Seasonings have not been tied to a cult or cult activity, but the spiritual and religious practices that normally come with cults definitely have. Yeah, this is super interesting. Mm -hmm. The founders of Celestial Seasonings, Mo Siegel and John Hay, were followers of this New Age biblical text that's called the Urantia book. 
or Uranta. Or Uranta. It's kind of pronounced a couple different ways. Yeah, I guess you take the I out. So Uranta. Uranta. So this book is very interesting. This text was created somewhere between 1924 and 1955, and it first appeared in Chicago. The Uranta book has details of philosophical, spiritual, and religious beliefs that discuss life's true meaning. Yeah, it's really like a new age Bible, Mm -hmm. but it infuses it with Eastern religious concepts and belief systems. Yeah, it's kind of taking Mm -hmm. everything as a whole and kind of giving you the one true path to follow in life and to okay it's like a little of (laughs) everything and it well that's what's interesting about the bible right is so many stories appear in several different religious texts across the world this one specifically is is like right this one specifically about jesus like jesus is like kind of the the center of this story okay so it's really a new age bible And apparently they use science to try to support some of the claims here. And the text hints towards practices that resemble contact with unearthly life forms, aliens, stating that they are celestial beings. Yeah. Or also like spiritual beings too, not necessarily like, you know, little green men from (laughs) another planet, but that's not what I meant. I mean, by aliens, you know, that's what comes up in mind, but yeah. Yeah. So it's being speculated that that's where they got the name Celestial Seasonings from Celestial Beings. Very interesting. I definitely will never look at this tea the same way again. It's it's actually really cool. It is. About. According to historical documentation, the Ranta book was conceived when William S. Sadler, a Chicago physician, met with a neighbor who claimed that her husband would fall into deep and abnormal sleep. And supposedly it was virtually impossible to wake this guy up. He was almost in a coma-like state. And then what's crazy is he would start having verbal communications with some type of unknown spiritual entity while he was unconscious. It reminds me a lot of Edgar Casey because yeah. his sleeping prophet is kind of similar. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most people will be pretty spe- skeptical about this because it yeah. sounds, I mean, that's a very extraordinary claim here. It is, but it's more common than you would think. And what's interesting as well is this guy, William S. Sandler, normally is a very skeptical person when it comes to supernatural stuff. He's constantly arguing against the existence of the paranormal and mediums and things like that. And he believes this. So he believes this guy is really having Mm -hmm. these communications. Right. So as the Urantha book grew over time, members known as the contact commission were the witnesses of situations similar to the one that Sadler encountered with his neighbor. And these members were reliant on individuals who had these experiences as they had the capability to connect to the celestial beings that spoke the word of the book. So at its basic level of understanding, it's believed that celestial beings speak through sleeping individuals who are in comatose-like states. That's honestly pretty creepy. (laughs) It is. So the fact that celestial seasonings contains the term celestial is due to the belief that there is a celestial being, but also that the herbs contained in the teas are somewhat attached to them as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. specifically the sleepy time tea yeah specifically the sleepy time (laughs) that's crazy because the first two teas to be mass produced for the company were red zinger and sleepy time those are two of my faves red (laughs) zinger some good shit and you know sleepy time tea it has herbs in it that are supposed to give you a better night's sleep however siegel has disputed that the tea has any actual tie to the book but it's not inspired by the (laughs) book it seems inspired right yeah well, and they put like uplifting quotes yeah. on each box. I didn't too. even know that. I've never yeah. noticed that. Oh, really? I, I don't pay much attention that. to detail. Really? Oh, yeah. I would like. Never knew that. They're 
their backs are and their boxes are like very it doesn't surprise me that this is connected they're very like kind of trippy in a way i feel like they're they're little boxes of tea and wow. like the designs that they have for the teas i don't know i'm going deep here yeah for <laughs> the only design i can think of is like the bear and his like jammies on the front <laughs> of the sleepy time tea. no there's a lot of like weird kind of like out there looking like art things and i've noticed that they always do have like little quotes on there and stuff shit i need to pay more attention to my tea <laughs> So, of course, there's no actual proof that the brand has anything to do with a cult, but some people still believe that it does. And it's, it's definitely interesting to speculate. This and it is, makes me want to go up to the factory. You yeah. need to, like, go investigate. I would love to do that. I'll make a little exposed video. <laughs> Exposing the cult. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where it gets complicated. Yeah, I think it's really, like, because this book, some of the references in it refer to, you know, a new cult or for their followers to find a new cult in order to replace Christianity. I think it's like, mm. you know, Christianity 2.0, but this is the version of it. So okay. it's it's not that it's actually a cult. It's the idea that perhaps, it, you know, there could be a cult related to this book that, you know, Siegler and the founders of Celestial Seasonings may or may not have had a part of. Obviously, they deny having it. This has nothing to do with any of that. But it is interesting that it all comes back to this, you know, mm. Urantha book, basically. So kind of interesting it is so then there's also this part to the story about this guy named tony who i guess he runs this group that's based off of music called cosmo pop it's like a type of music i don't really know a lot about it to be honest or really anything about it um but he runs a seemingly quote harmless cult of followers that devote their days to playing cosmo pop um <laughs> But apparently this there's a compound of where this takes place and it's heavily guarded with electronic gate and surveillance cameras. And also it's pretty well documented by ex members of this quote cult that there is physical, sexual and mental abuse that occurs inside the gates, of the compound. However, of course, Tony, the Cosmo pop creator is, you know, has no ties to celestial seasonings. So that doesn't necessarily mean that celestial seasonings is part of a cult just because this yeah, guy is we're just talking about this the connection to the urantha book. yeah which this guy tony delavan actually calls himself gabriel of urantha mm -hmm. so we could gabriel is the name of an angel so he and he dresses in all white which is oh i see him so yeah. he, he I'm on the cosmo mop uh, cosmopop.org yeah. yeah. he started something called the global community communications alliance and he really uses the word of the urantha book in it like he really bases wow. his practices or beliefs i guess off of this book so yeah. i think that's how he's kind of tied to celestial seasonings if you want to know more about it uh, about cosmopop <laughs> there's like a history on their website and it takes you through a timeline of how he started this in 1958 mm -hmm. yeah it's like a group of 100 members and they believe that society is on the verge of collapse which is just so like is every the, other doomsday cult out there. And this Cosmopop music is going to help us. It, it's part of the part of the teachings. It's part of their whole message. They have like a band there. It's band photo shoots. They go on tour. There's band rehearsals, concerts. It's Talius Van and the Brighton Morning Star Band. Whoa. And Gabriel is the, that the is lead guy. Very interesting. Also known as Tony. Yep. Tony. But yeah. Mm. It really is like an it's really a new age like hippie cult though this guy obviously there's no direct it's connection to love. celestial but interesting that the founders in this book all have mm -hmm. ties and it goes back to mm -hmm. the book of mm -hmm. urantha mm -hmm. wow this is really interesting stuff yeah like i've always wondered what a weird name for tea celestial i have wondered that too Seasonings. i always thought does that have something to do 
with tea, Celestia. Right. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's very odd. I never. He probably did get more to this. He probably did get inspired from the book. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying maybe he's like I'll just take something. Cult, but yeah, he's like I'll put it into my business, my personal belief, have a little touch. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's know, always people who are going to take a book like that and take it to the extreme, mm -hmm. and, and you know, all of a sudden take it to you know the society's on verge of collapse. Mm -hmm. Here's our way out of it. Here's how we survive. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's also called global change music slash cosmopop. Oh, interesting. interesting. And it includes stuff. performing arts and poetry as well. It's not just like one oh. type of music. But wow. pretty, pretty interesting that this is all kind of behind the whole celestial seasonings tea brand, you know, that this is just like the background and, mm -hmm. and some of the history associated with it. I mean, no one would ever think that just, you know, buying it at the grocery store so mm -hmm. that is so weird very very interesting well are you guys scared of dolls <laughs> yes i don't i really don't like dolls i believe dolls can be vessels for spirits as well you know my sister went through a major phase of that where she thought all her dolls were like alive and talking to her what the fuck and my parents sent her to therapy but that's the more so i scary. think about it i'm like maybe she was right oh my god that's fucking scary <laughs> my, my sister got know. a pisces moon who knows <laughs> who knows then you probably wouldn't want to go to La Isla de las Muñeques, or the job. Island of the Dolls, which is located just a few miles south from the center of Mexico City. And this island is creepily filled with hundreds, possibly thousands of hanging, basically decomposing and decapitated dolls. And as legend has it, the first doll was hung when the island's only guy living on it found the corpse of a drowned girl and her doll. Definitely sounds like a like a haunting in the making right there. And I'm very confused about this. I was trying to figure it out earlier, like how he would have found her with the doll still. It's not like she was holding it. If she well, washed she up dead. on the shore. Yeah. So it was like connected to her. She was like, well, I don't know. Where else would the doll come from? If a little girl didn't bring it to the Island, but they washed up on the shore dead. Or maybe the dolls are sure. a representation of the little girl herself. Maybe she didn't have a doll. Who really knows? Right. It's a legend. <laughs> so this dude that was living on the Island, apparently his name was, Julian Santana Barrera, and he feared vengeance from the little girl's spirit. So he hung up her doll as sort of an offering to her. And then he became worried that the doll or just that one doll wouldn't satisfy the girl. So he continued to hang dolls and collect them in her memory. So it's very weird. Like how many dolls happen to end up on this island? Like how, how often does that happen that Apparently it now they wash washes up, up on shore? But maybe, but well, they're creepy looking. So for decades, this guy was, was hanging dolls up all over the islands, which to me, I mean, I know that I've, I've heard and seen that there's definitely paranormal activity on this island. Like yeah. clearly if you're, you know, bringing all these dolls there, one of them's bound to probably be carrying some, you know, either something evil or something, you know, just the spirit of, other children it seems to be really common for spirits to attach to dolls specifically you know why that is why is that reason for that is because a it looks very similar to the person to a human person a doll's got arms legs and a head just like a human True. but it's also if a child passes it's usually the one object that that child truly loved so there's a love connection with the doll and therefore it allows the spirit to transfer itself yeah. to the doll because it's the closest thing that they have that not only resembles their physical body, but it's something that they love as well. So there's that connection there. You could not pay me to spend a night on that island. That is so scary. I can just only imagine, 
hear the things you would hear on this island, you know, whispers and and just hearing them kind of like knocking against each other in the wind, these these like plastic dolls. It's it's basically like Annabelle on steroids, you know, like the spending a night here. That's so scary. They all of a sudden start moving around on their own or you see a doll and it ends up in a different location. So it's been there for almost 70 years now, all yeah. these dolls. Wow. Yeah. It's super famous and a huge tourist destination wow. uh, for people. People love to visit it. And this guy Barrera died in 2001 and he had drowned in the same spot that he reported finding the dead girl and her doll nearly 50 years before. So maybe he was right on the money with the whole vengeance thing. And yeah, he absolutely could have been. This haunted doll, the original one. Yeah, I don't think it's out of, out of the question that there's you know something paranormal happening here because i mean it really is a paranormal destination i mean it all comes back to the the girl that you know was found dead and the doll and then obviously with barrera dying there as well maybe his spirit lives on there too very creepy though especially if you're afraid of dolls that's an interesting story i had never heard of that before before we get into the organ vortex very very interesting gravitational anomaly happening here we're going to take another sponsor break and we'll be right back looking for a way to make quick cash making cash with doordash is super easy guys i love driving around my town and now i can do that and get paid not to mention the sign up process was so easy download the doordash driver app today to get started okay so this is really really interesting if you live in oregon you probably know about this or if you've ever visited the oregon Vortex. It's a roadside attraction that opened to tourists in 1930, located on Sardine Creek in Gold Hill, Oregon. And it consists of a number of gravity optical illusions that some people claim are a result of paranormal properties in this area. And this shit will blow your mind. We're going to show you a video clip of this. Something crazy is happening here, clearly. Yeah, there's definitely something unexplained. So they call it the house of mystery that's actually in the attraction itself in the vortex and that's the big thing that everyone comes to see so this is an older clip but it really does show why this place is so special two men are standing along the north south magnetic axis the ground is level we checked to make sure there was no slope the man on the left in the blue jacket appears to be taller but note what happens when they trade places now it's the other way around one theory is the increase of mass, decrease of mass. You literally, molecularly change in structure. No matter how many times the experiment is repeated, the person who moves to the left, to the southern part of the magnetic axis, appears to grow, while the person who moves to the right, the north, seems to shrink. Terry says the phenomenon may be the result of an invisible field of energy that actually causes light to curve. As light comes into the vortex, into the anomaly, something there makes those photons bend, creating the objects in the north direction to appear smaller. The vortex covers roughly three quarters of an acre. In one part of the circle sits the House of Mystery, an old mining office that slid down the hill around the turn of the century. The opposite corner of the building looks like it's just three or four feet higher than the near corner. In reality, it's 10 feet higher, another illusion caused by the vortex. Inside this house, brooms stand upright, and balls seem to roll uphill. 
but you'll have to take our word for it since we weren't allowed to bring our camera inside and thus rob the house of mystery of its mystery. How there's no phenomenon about the house whatsoever, it just happens to be crooked and sitting in the middle of the Oregon vortex, creating the illusion to the phenomenon and then the phenomenon to the illusion. The effects produced by the vortex are so confounding, a Scottish physicist named John Lister devoted 40 years of his life trying to unravel its secrets. Lister conducted more than 14,000 experiments here at the Vortex. He even corresponded with Einstein. But what he uncovered, no one will ever know. He burned all his papers before he died, saying the world isn't yet ready for what goes on here. Uh, <laughs> so the guy that studied this for four, did 1,400 experiments burned, burned his shit. papers and Yo. said the world's not what? ready for... That's wild. I mean, a physicist that did all these experiments literally burned all of his work before he died because he thought people weren't ready for the truth about the organ vortex. That's, wow. That's unbelievable. That really is. And this is what, so what's interesting about this anomaly is this is a recurring thing. There's a lot of places across mm -hmm. the country and the world yeah. where this, there's this seemingly gravitational. So it's like a gravitational optical illusion because of the magnetic forces. It's like he said, bending the photon. So when you're closer to the vortex, it's actually bending the what you're seeing is becoming an optical illusion. We but don't know what's causing. Clearly, it, it's deeper than that. If he burned all his shit and like that's so insane. <laughs> and it's said that what causes this is a spherical force that is paranormal and is half above ground and half below. Which we don't even know what that yeah. is exactly. It's an energy. It's a ball of energy, essentially. Oh, it's so strange. A toroidal energy complex that's spinning, like They're, almost like yeah. a whirlpool that's like bending space and time all in this area. A whirlpool of magnetic current that is constantly being emitted and causes our reality to be distorted. Yeah. That's really complicated for my little brain to understand and again this house of mystery is a mining shack this is you know like i think a lot of people think at first glance that this is something they just built there that's man-made you know well it is man-made but this structure they built for this tourist attraction but mm -hmm. in actuality it's it's been there a very long time it just was a mining shack that slid like down slid the down. hill and yeah, now what? it's in this vortex and it allows for bizarre anomalies to occur actually we have another clip that will will overlay of balls rolling uphill the broom standing on its own like the broom will stand there for long long periods of time before it like just undisturbed will just stand straight up yeah. inside of this house of mystery that's i mean people try to do that all over the place too yeah it doesn't always work no but in the vortex it does that's so weird so native americans have been calling this land the forbidden lands for a long time. And anyone, anytime someone would try to ride their horses through it, the horses would stop right at the border of it, turn the other direction, and refuse to enter the vortex. So animals obviously have that sense. Mm -hmm. They know when something's different. They they feel it, you know. They definitely have like a you know, sixth sense. Yeah. I really do. think they do. I really think they, they do. They can see more, you mm -hmm. know, the paranormal than we can, I feel like. Some people theorize that there could be large magnets below the ground that causes this. And others believe that this area is a portal to other dimensions, including hell. That's one of the theories. Very interesting. And people who have been there have reported that their compasses don't work properly. 
which would support the whole magnetic forces theory. Very interesting. But also people claim that there are areas in the vortex that have extreme cold spots. And that kind of makes you think paranormal. And they also report floating lights that fly through the trees at night and even extreme bursts of wind that seem to just come out of nowhere. And people say whenever they take photos, there are orbs and beams of light in the photos. People also say they can physically feel the sensation of being dragged down towards the earth when they're there. And some people who experience chronic pain say that it has healed them, which is very interesting. There's other places that are known as vortexes that I've heard other people with chronic pain have gone to and they feel better. Yeah. I mean, it's just something to note are in Montana, Pennsylvania, Santa Cruz, California, even Skinwalker Ranch has this type of situation over there too that's been measured that there's some type of magnetic, strong magnetic pull or force underneath the the ground that they've never actually dug into that is responsible for a lot of the paranormal activity there. So it's interesting that here in the Oregon vortex, there's a lot of the same things happening. You know, the the orbs the you know unidentified lights at night i mean that's all very common in these other locations that are known as vortexes or energy vortexes we have got to go to this place yeah i, I know i was see like this if, is super cool i want to see if my pain is better there i know it'd be really interesting mm-hmm. well let's do a trip to oregon soon yeah let's do it and then let's go back to florida because we need to go check out the coral castle oh yeah this is very cool down near homestead florida Mm-hmm. which is just south of Miami, right? Yep. How far was it? We drove out there one time. We were close to the Coral Castle. Yeah, it's like not that maybe, far. Well, traffic in Miami is so bad now. It took a, quite a while, but... So it's called the Coral Castle, but it's really not a castle or uh-uh. made of coral. So I <laughs> kind of, I, I mean, yeah. clearly it was named this to you know yeah. be a tourist attraction so well, people come cute. and visit it. Coral Castle. But it's a, actually a really amazing structure. It's made of more than a thousand tons of sedimentary rock, uh, a type of limestone, actually. And it was mined and sculpted into a variety of shapes, including slab walls, tables, chairs, a crescent moon. There's a water fountain and a sundial. So pretty. It was actually originally called Rockgate Park. And according to the website, Coral Castle has baffled scientists, engineers, scholars since its opening in 1923 because it was created by just one man mm-hmm. working alone for 28 years up until he died in 1951. And he was a Latvian immigrant named Edward Leedskalnin, who was just five feet tall and 100 pounds, yet he built this whole <laughs> structure made Tiny out of solid dude. rock. And it sounds like he did it out of heartbreak, too. The legend has it that he was inspired to build this structure after being abandoned by his 16-year-old sweetheart. Now, it's less creepy back in the day, maybe, but um, he broke, she broke his heart on their wedding day. And so he decided to build this fucking huge castle to prove to her that he could do something amazing with his life and just make something despite being in poverty and having a poor education. So maybe it was just hard love and dedication and or hard work and dedication. Hard love. Hard love. <laughs> True love, hard work and dedication. It's basically like walls with one structure on it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been made into like garden grounds i guess you could say yeah it's pretty it's very pretty though but there's been a lot of stories and theories over the years about edward and how he built this castle all by himself and some say he he had some sort of psychic powers and he actually levitated these limestone blocks on his own 
or that even he sang to them in order to get them to move. Mm. Others suggest that Edward had special knowledge of magnetism and these earth energies that we're just talking about the organ vortex. So perhaps he tapped into this and maybe there's some type of vortex in this location that, you know, he used to actually help him build this structure. What's also crazy though, is that not only did he work alone, but the tools he used were just basic picks, winches, ropes, and pulleys. So, and he did all this by himself. And that's, what's hard to believe is that a five foot, 100 pound guy could, lift all these even with pulleys and winches Mm -hmm. and everything else i mean still be extremely difficult to do all this on your own super heavy like the blocks alone well granted it was limestone limestone's really porous so it wasn't as heavy as maybe it looks but it still was a thousand tons of rock yeah i mean that's a lot to move around just period like and with seemingly primitive tools yeah look at these tools so if you visited the coral castle before the 1940s it says on the, it says on the website that you would be greeted directly by Edward. Mm-hmm. He would come out and have you give him ten cents for admission and introduce you to his fantasy world. <laughs> and then you get to walk around the whole stone garden, and he would explain the significance of each piece. He was like super into it. His whole life was dedicated to that. I, I mean, it really seems like it's like this art installation. Like he's really a sculptor, you know, like a well, yeah. A part of me wonders though if there's like something spiritual to him that he like feels this connection like this specific like area or like this specific formations that he built. And here's this on the website, guys. Ed says or used to say that he knew the secrets used to build the ancient pyramids. And if he could learn them, you can too. Hell yeah. So that's Ed. that's how he did it. Okay. Ed and that will makes a lot of sense. Out. Exactly. And it wasn't like, and this is crazy too. None of this was like built there on site. He brought everything Mm -hmm. from 10 miles away. All of these stones from 10 miles away. Pyramids. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to the pyramids. And it's so interesting that he would say that. He didn't own a car either. He rode his bike everywhere. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're supposed to believe Ed on his bike. (laughs) So clearly he levitated all of these rocks from (laughs) Florida City over to Homestead. And then they flew themselves over here. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how. Took him 20 years. That's the mystery is like, how did this one guy do all this? Mm Because it's big. I mean, it's it's a lot of stone that is over there. So maybe he was just trying to get this girl. Like maybe that really was the inspiration from it. Like (laughs) lure her with the castle. Or maybe once he figured out these ancient techniques. Well, he did write a number of different pamphlets, actually. And one of them is called Magnetic Current. Okay, so that's what it is. He's illustrating these ancient sciences yeah. that defy gravity. He's literally using vortexes of energy in order to use use that force to his advantage to move heavy stone. Dude, now I want to go there. I can't believe we didn't stop there. I remember seeing it on Google Maps when we were driving by there, and yeah. he like didn't go over there. Yeah. I didn't know about Ed. And he would do this shit at night by lantern. Wow. Oh my god yeah, this guy was wild man. why would he do it at night too maybe so people wouldn't see him yeah. doing some fucking supernatural stuff maybe he was connecting with like star systems or something or constellations mm. and he needed the night sky he's a star seed <laughs> each wall is eight feet tall four feet wide three feet thick thick and weighs more than 5.8 tons wow we got to go see this it's it's wild i mean for one guy to do this yeah clearly he knows how the pyramids were built okay so Post-pandemic, we need to go to Oregon. We need to go to this castle in Homestead, Florida. 
got quite a list building already. There's a few other places too I want to check out. Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah. I want to go down to the Uintah. We still haven't been to basin. Area 51 even. Yeah, but or there's down in that nothing area. over at Area 51. That's true. They're gonna, yeah. yeah, you want to get chased down by <laughs> the like camo It's like just dudes? a tourist attraction. Well, well no. clearly <laughs> we're not going to Area 51, but I meant like the area, go to the, go to the yeah, area go to, of yeah. Area 51. Right. <laughs> just this desert. The area. <laughs> But it's, it's wild that there's just so many places all across the world, too. I mean, these, we mm-hmm. just covered a few few things here in uh, the United States. But yeah. across the world, there's all sorts of different places. There's pyramids in, in China that are not even talked about that we've got to dive into one day. I mean, the, the whole pyramid thing, too, going back to the, the first thing we talked about today with the UFO-shaped pyramid. I mean, it's just interesting that there's so many different pyramid sites all over the world. Everything seems to be connected, don't you think? Yes. A lot of these structures are connected in some mm-hmm. way. And to see this, like, you know, some type of magnetic force that could be utilized to to do some of these things. I wish he carved into the walls of the castle, like how he did it. That would have been helpful. I know. I Bring wish that physicist wouldn't have burned level. his papers yeah, about the working vortex. Yeah. What on earth? These things always happen. People aren't Secrets ready to know about buried. the vortex. I'm telling you, this shit's real, though. This shit is real. It is scientifically been proven that these anomalies exist. We just don't understand them. So, you know, scientists like to kind of ignore it and play it off like, oh, well, we don't know. we know know everything, right? Yeah. Mm. But clearly there's there's things happening that we just don't fully understand yet. There probably is portals to other dimensions. There probably is these energetic vortexes where it actually does alter our, you know, molecular state of our bodies and you know, mm-hmm. change the mass of things. Like, it's just wild. Well, if you've been to either of those places, let us know in the comments what you experienced. Yeah. I'm really do. curious to know. I'm sure some of you have. So or be- Doll Island, even. Yeah. Doll- oh, yeah. That's yes. the other place. But yeah. I will not be going there. Let's do it. <laughs> no way. The other stop. No fucking way. All right. I'll go by myself then. <laughs> You're always going to do all these adventures by yourself. I'm too scared Stay to even let night. you go. Why? Because what if you get haunted and you come back and ruin my You're life? You're always, that's not how it works. I'm not, you're always worried about something attaching to me and like me bringing it home. Like it's like that my buddy that that I, happens, dude. What are you talking about? It, it happens if you ask it to happen. It's very rare mm, that an entity is just okay. gonna. You act like a monkey's gonna jump on my back and just hang on and like come home with me. That's like, that's how sometimes it works with demons. Yeah. What? Kendall's an expert. To what I've heard, I'm scared Kendall, from what I've seen. Yeah, now. okay. I don't know that much about it, but there's I've, ways to protect yourself. Okay, well, I've heard demon things can attach itself to your spirit. Okay, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. But that is going to be it for our PonderCast today. If you guys like this episode, be sure to give it a thumbs up and let us know if you want to see more PonderCasts in the future. Also, you can tweet us topics for pondercasts in the future as well just use hashtag pondercast or hashtag higher news if you want to see it in our yeah i'd like to do another one of these where we cover stuff from around the world too yeah and sometimes it's hard to kind of look into those because oftentimes the good sources are not in english or they're just kind of you know the search engines bury them so if you guys are you know in some place across the world where there's similar types of attractions or landmarks or you know just paranormal hotspots we definitely want to know because i'd love to to dive into some more international places in the future i would too we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode there make sure you guys are subscribed to us on youtube apple podcasts and follow us on spotify really appreciate it also 
ratings and reviews also help as well. Yes. Thank you to everyone who has left us a review. But as always, keep taking your mind a mile mile higher. higher. We'll see you next time. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals.